welcome back to Recharge Radio, your one-stop spot to get spiritually recharged for your day. We want to get you thinking of your worship to God as a Christian. My name is Tim. Thanks for tuning in to our episode, Foundation of Worship. A question I want to ask today is, have you been meditating upon God? The past few episodes, we've been talking about what worship is and who is worthy of such worship. We need to put it into practice. Only knowing these things about worship won't do much for our lives. We need to be living our lives in light of who God is to grow in our worship to Him. We need to know God more, to grow in our love and affections for Him, and to throw off the weights of our sins and idleness, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. As Colossians 1.10 reads, Though simple to say, it is difficult to put into practice. So I encourage you to train yourself and take the time at different parts of the day to meditate upon the Lord. It's evident that we need to know who God is. But how do we do that? How do we get to know who God is? And how do we know what we learn about Him is true? The answer is simple. We learn from God Himself through His Word. There is no better way. In fact, there is no other way. The foundation of understanding worship and understanding who God is starts with the Word of God. The Word of God forms the foundation of how we know who God is and how to worship Him. It is crucial to everything we have talked so far, and it will continue to be crucial in the episodes to come. The Word of God is how many of the saints of the past understood who God is and what He has done. That is how many understood the gospel and the saving power of Christ. God has revealed himself through scripture and continues to reveal himself through scripture. The word of God is how we come to know the great God of creation, the mighty God over Israel, the almighty who sends his son to die on the cross for us, the majestic God and his awesome plan for a future kingdom. It is through the word of God that we know these things. God, in His divine power, grants to us everything pertaining to life and godliness, as 2 Peter 1.3 reads. That includes the revelation He has given to us through His Word. Sometimes I hear the objection over and over again. But it has passed through so many hands, it can't be accurate. Or, it has been translated over and over again, it can't be the very same words from many millennia ago. These are not unanswerable questions or unanswerable objections. There is a whole field of study dedicated to this, and it is called textual criticism. Imagine that, a whole field dedicated to the understanding of how the ancient texts were preserved and transcribed. When it comes down to it, textual criticism will give you a better understanding of how scripture came to be. But that is not the most important thing. It is the understanding of the gospel and the ultimate plan of redemption God has in store for his creation. Understand that God is an all-powerful God. He is omnipotent, able to preserve the texts and able to keep his word, able to prevent men from corrupting it. The God we worship is a mighty God worthy of worship. He is not small. He is not impotent. He is not weak. He is the almighty God. So when we talk about preserving his word for his people, it's a piece of cake for him. It's easy. 
When we come to worship God, let us rightly understand it through scripture. Nadab and Abihu in Leviticus did not understand true worship and were punished with their lives for it. There is a prescribed method of worship in the Bible. Romans 12.1 reads, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. This is a short verse, but it shows us that we ought to be living, breathing sacrifices unto the Lord. I pray that it gets you thinking about your own life and how you are living it. Are you exemplifying Christ in your life? Are you showing others that you are a living sacrifice unto Him? We understand this fact of being a living, breathing sacrifice only because of the Word of God. Each action that we do, it should be done to the glory of God. Each accolade we received, it should be received to the glory of God. Each conversation we have, it should be done with the purpose of glorifying God. Christian, that is how we worship God in our day-to-day. -day. It's not some esoteric ritual or incantation. It's not some hidden rite. Rather, it's laid out clearly in Scripture that worship is to be done with your lives by each living and breathing Christian. And I want to emphasize the fact here that Romans says living, breathing sacrifices. Now, it doesn't sound like it's a one-and-done deal to me, and that's because it's not. In our lives, we should be striving to think of the Lord in everything we do. If we're filing paperwork away, we can praise the Lord. If we are washing the dishes, you bet we can honor the Lord. If we're talking with others, we can definitely magnify the Lord. Our lives are much more than just seeking the next thrill, the next meal, the next pleasurable thing. Our lives should be living, breathing sacrifices unto the Lord as Christians. If you think about your life, how are you going to bring glory to the name of the Lord? I pray that you continue to meditate upon God and upon the wonderful ways that you can glorify God through your life. Thanks for tuning in to Recharge Radio today. I pray you are encouraged and think about your worship to God. As always, if you have questions or comments, send them our way at rechargeradio at rgcsd.com. This is Tim, signing off until next time.